Hey yoga teacher, now is the time to make a much bigger impact in the world. You're listening to The Yogipreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurial yoga teachers who want to stop the hustle and overwhelm and instead create more income, freedom and success. I'm your host, Kelly McHugh, founder of Digital Yoga Academy, and I'm sharing business and marketing strategies to grow your community in a way that makes it easy to take action today. I believe that you have a unique message to share that your people need to hear. So let's get to it. So welcome everyone. Today I'm with the lovely Kat Methan. She is a UK-based yoga teacher who's traveled all over the world teaching retreats. She's a health and fitness blogger, YouTuber, and the founder (laughs) of Soul Sanctuary. So thanks for being here with me today, Kat. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here with you and everybody watching. Brilliant. Well, today we're talking about the online space, which Mm -hmm. you have really had so much success in. And I'd really love to chat to you about your journey, I guess, how you've kind of evolved in the online space over over the years. Okay, so yeah, I mean, like I, I think I was And I don't like to use the word lucky because I think with luck, there is always hard work. However, in the online space, there was a time of of luck. That time is no longer. We have algorithms, we have all sorts of things. But, you know, I started Instagram when it first came about. I started blogging when bloggers weren't really a thing. You know, I filmed my first yoga class for YouTube in 2016. Mm. So... I was kind of there when there were less people. Um, Growth was a lot easier. It was just, it was a lot more organic. Um, And I kind of was just, yeah, doing these weekly practices. They weren't weekly to begin with. I was sort of just doing a practice every now and again. I've always traveled and I've always been, I don't know whether or not it's that I like freedom or I'm scared of commitment. (laughs) But one of those things, I always knew that I wanted to have the freedom to do what I love, but do it from wherever I wanted to do it. Um, mm. I've never been a teacher that's taught kind of 15 classes a week in a studio. It's just not something that has ever spoken to me. And I've obviously been, well, I could say privileged enough, but also I guess savvy enough to make sure that I was getting an income from something else at the time when my yoga teaching wasn't able to pay me a full-time wage in the way that I wanted it to. In, like I say, in that way of not just being stuck in a studio the whole time. Um, so YouTube was a kind of great way just to get myself out there. I was kind of already working with brands, doing a bit of blogging, doing social media. And then I made just the YouTube more regular and consistency was probably, and still is, consistency is the key thing with growing a business, right? Um, mm. As as you know, you know, with your marketing, with your with, with whatever it is you're putting out there, people like to know what to expect because they start to trust you, and with consistency comes trust. So I was just more consistent. I would put up a practice every Sunday, um, and I did that for a solid three and a half, four years. Yeah, a solid four years, I think, three and a half, four years, and people kept saying to me. I think you should probably start making some money. 
from your teaching obviously I was running retreats and doing events but I was giving I was giving a lot of myself and I was giving a lot of myself for free and giving for free is great especially in the wellness space especially in the yoga space because ultimately yoga was never meant to be a practice that people made money from it was a practice that was that was wholesome that we wanted to gift to people so it's always been really crucial for me that whilst I have a beautiful business that I can be financially stable from that I also give back Mm. it has they have to come together um Mm. otherwise I wouldn't feel like I am authentically living in this yoga space so I've continued to put out content on YouTube just not as much um and that's my kind of gift of giving back to the people that aren't in a situation where they can sign up for membership and in 2019 or December 2019 I made a very rash decision. I was like, in one month, I'm going to have a membership and I'm going to have it online and it's going to launch on January 1st. <laughs> so my my web developer was like, right, okay. So we want to do this when? I was like, Phil, we're doing this. We're doing it. I want to see the website in like two weeks. And, you know, and for me, I'm not saying that that is a good way to start a business. I there's there's lots and lots of things I learned but for me that it just worked I had the space in my life to just go all in to fully dedicate myself to it you know you know for a full-time job I was like in there doing it and yeah so January 1st 2020 no 2019 we did our first Soul Sanctuary um, video and it's been yeah running as a membership ever since but it's not been without its hurdles it's not mm. been without its kind of roller coaster ride, but it's, it's it, but it's amazing, and I and I love it. It's my baby. I mean, I'm glad that you said there. You know, it's not about luck, right? It's about yeah. you consistently showing up, being savvy, like having the business hat on, as well as you're the yoga teacher. But you also have to think about how you're growing your business as well, and like you know yeah. how, how you're strategically where you're. Which and that's hard. That's that for me has actually been the most challenging part, especially now when the business is at a point where it's growing and it's bigger. Mm. I I really struggle with this space of, well, I only want to be the yoga teacher. I want to be the creative. I want to just be the one that prances around on a yoga mat, <laughs> you know, but I'm suddenly the CEO of a company. I'm a manager. I'm doing payroll. I, you know, there's all of these things that I'm like, have so much resistance towards but you know you you put that hat on and you you do it until you find someone that does it better than you and is happy to work with you and and that's really the the key of growing a business is finding people that are better at you better than you at doing the things that you don't enjoy yeah well that's it isn't it you know in the beginning I don't like to use the word hustle but in the beginning you if you really want to make this work and get it off the ground and let's say you haven't got thousands at the at the start to you know lots of money to invest in team and everything and you just yeah. want to really build it from the ground up then you you do it all you're willing to yeah. do all of those things and you do you team. are you're doing you literally you're yeah. doing technical inquiries you're doing like membership inquiries you're filming you're editing you're doing sound you're uploading you're writing your blog posts you're writing, writing yeah. everything and, and I it's think exhausting but rewarding it's exhausting it is rewarding but also I think I think you need to really have an insight into how your own business works. You need to know how it works, right? Before you can delegate yeah. it effectively to someone else. 
Um, exactly. So yeah, consistency and hard work definitely is is key. Um, but let's talk about like your community and like what you've learned about your community over you know let's say the last few years since especially since you've launched the Soul Sanctuary um, membership. What yeah. do you know about your ideal student and who they are and what they're looking for and how have you really ensured that you're meeting those needs? Yeah. So so my so my real I've learned in these last two years, not only through myself, but I've actually learned this from my community is who I am and what my purpose is in this space, because I'm not just a yoga teacher. I really, I really want the soul sanctuary. And it is, it's this place that kind of bridges the gap between people that are just coming to yoga for, you know, this fiery asana this kind of quick vinyasa these you know we're all these a-type personalities we want to get on the mat and we see it as our exercise and really what the soul sanctuary is and what the community have taught me is that they're just looking for that little bit more they want to learn about the chakras they want to learn about the koshas they want to learn about all of the ways in which like their energy system you know relates to their practice why they cry after a pigeon why the moon is stressing them out you know why fear is creeping in um you know how the elements work and I think that that was always something that I was passionate about but I was almost a little bit I didn't want to scare people off and actually, by having a community that's, that talk to each other, by having a community that are vulnerable enough to share what they're going through, I've actually learned that I can go so much deeper into that and deeper into myself, deeper into my own study and therefore what I want to bring to them. So definitely just being able to be more me um, and not just holding back, not just, you know, inviting them into your regular vinyasa flow, but really allowing them to go beyond the, the shapes. Isn't that beautiful, though, that it allows you to be able to do that because you are going beyond, you know, a drop in class, whether that's in person or on Zoom, a membership or an online course or some sort of program allows you to be creative as a yoga teacher and to really share what you're passionate about, your purpose, but also allows your students to go on that deeper journey with you as well. And I think journey is like the key word that we use a lot in the soul sanctuary is being, you know, outside of being able to run retreats, which, you know, you and I have both done, we love, and you get that, you know, literally connection with people, those five days a week, whatever it is, you get to go on that journey. Outside of that, having an online membership and having a hub and a community is probably like the next best thing for me because mm -hmm. having weekly classes, you know, there isn't, unfortunately, I think I only really experienced this ever when I was in Australia, that there was, there were, there were studios where people would actually sit down and have a cup of tea together afterwards. And actually they had that community. In the UK, I don't feel that we have that, especially not in London. You know, you're in, you're out half the time. Yeah. People don't even stay for a Shavasana. So there is no, there's no connection on, on the journey. And also, you know, these, these practitioners like they support each other they don't even come just looking for me they're not you know yes they come and they're looking for my practices but actually what they get is so much more than that because they get each other we're actually we're running because we haven't been able to run an in-person meetup for since last march 
So we've got our another in-person meetup in November and oh, I can't wait. You know, last time they all organized a brunch with each other um, and they kind of had that before they came and they just, you know, they still share photos of it now, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not, and some people, of course, some people stay on a membership for three months, but I've got people that have been there since the beginning and that's, yeah. you know, two and a half, over two and a half years that they've been mm-hmm. on this journey with me and I you know we've had soul sanctuary babies we've had you know all of that stuff and it's like you know they get they get to have like this little hub that they find online that there's no there's nothing toxic there there's nothing to be afraid of there is only support there is only love kindness and support isn't that incredible though because a lot of teachers I think shy away from doing anything like this online because they tell themselves well you know I'm just going to wait until we're back in the studio because I want that connection with my students I want that kind of in-person connection that community aspect that you just don't get online so it's really interesting that you're saying this what else have you been doing like to really um like to really encourage that sense of community within your with your members yeah so we so well, every year we obviously we do our Yoganuary challenge, which is a 31 day yoga challenge. And that is always the most alive time of our community because it's daily, everyone's sharing. But every every month we have a new theme. Mm. And that for me has been, I mean, I've done that since the start. It was my part of my vision before I even launched. And the themes actually really help the sharing of the community. Every yeah. month when we share a theme, we kind of check in with the members. You know, how did you feel throughout this month? What was your favorite practice? Where did you struggle? What did you journal? Um, we share journal prompts. We have blog posts that go up every single month about the theme that involve prompts that they can journal. Um, and then, you know, we, I mean, I think we're at a point now whereby it's so organic they Mm. you know there's and we and the beautiful thing is the ones where you'll get just a a name pop up in like the group whose name you haven't seen before and you're like and they'll just say I've been watching from afar I've been a member for like six months and this is my first post and I just want to share this is how I'm feeling and it's like yes Mm. you just you know not everyone wants to and this is what you have to remember about community is that you might have only five people who are regularly talking but don't be put off by that because slowly the confidence in everyone else that's seeing those posts slowly that builds you know mm. I do lives every month as well so every month I do a live Q&A with the community um, yeah. and that's a really great way of coming together I don't I'm now not in a place where I am constantly on there every day they mm. they support each other obviously there's there's an admin that's that's always kind of checking that people are all good that there's no issues what platform are you using for that so at the moment we use facebook for the community oh, side of things that's yeah that's great. because as much as i'll be mm. honest i don't love facebook i don't think anyone loves facebook but nowhere does groups like facebook yeah it, and it, actually people are in facebook so it's like take it yeah. to them rather than make, you know, rather than, oh, you have to go and sign up for this other thing to do it I over think, there. And do you know what? It's funny you say that because I've actually been part of memberships myself and part of training courses myself where they've tried numerous things. They've tried to do it on WhatsApp. They've tried to do it. And even though people have WhatsApp, but still people don't want everything on WhatsApp. They want to be able to dip in and out when they want it. Whereas WhatsApp, you can't escape from. Um, people have tried Slack. 
mighty networks all yeah. of these other options which are not they're, they're all great um community working tools but just like i say like nothing is quite as as valuable as facebook and it, and i i do have plans to build the community into the platform um, yeah. because obviously there are some members so we have about we have about 70% of our members on in the community so obviously not everyone will join a community not everyone's yeah. there for that but it is a really important part of what we do mm, love that and as you've got to know your ideal student more how has that then impacted like what you're creating and sharing on social media like on instagram yeah so so to begin with i didn't even set up a separate instagram i was just kind of running it through through mine but i i could see that though i mean i'm good at instagram obviously i've done it i've done it for a while but my passion wasn't there for really creating like this this big business aspect of it um one thing i really had to learn and i and i remember so clearly a friend Haley of mine she was she said to me she was like i never see you promote the membership this is before i had the soul sanctuary instagram this is when it was on mine and i was like oh i do i was like i must talk about it i talk about it all the time and she said to me she was like but you don't you think you talk about it once every two weeks and i was mm. like yeah that's so much i don't want to be forcing it down people's throats and she just said to me she was like you have like you need to remind yourself constantly how few people a see a post b interact with the post the first time they see it and i think that the science or something is something like people need to see something five to seven times actually it's more than that now yeah is it it's just it's mad and so and you and you do sometimes you feel like you are beating the same drum um mm. and yeah there will you know look i i do struggle with 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 the sales aspect of things i think that especially in the i think that there's a big difference between like um i'll say it's more of an americanized way of, of selling but that's and i say that purely because of the majority of people that I've seen sell in that oversell way have been from the States. Um, whereas in the UK, I think that we're a little bit more reserved. <laughs> we all stand in line, we stand in our queues, we wait our turn. Um, and so I, you know, that's a battle that I've that I've kind of been through is finding my place in how I want to sell my products. And I think mm -hmm. that's really important. And my what I just it was really simple when I realized I was like, I want to sell in the same way that I want to be sold to. So if I see, if I see something on my, because obviously ultimately we're all consumers, right? We might be business owners or we might be thinking about being having a yoga business, thinking about being an entrepreneur, but we're all consumers first. So when you think about how you consume and how what do you like to see? How do you like to be sold to? And I think then you know it's coming from a place of authenticity when you do it yourself. And that's mm. then what we've come, what how we're kind of we've come to it. And that's why I set up the Soul Sanctuary Instagram, because mm. I wanted it to be educational, informative. You know, we don't just put up a post for the sake of it. Every post has a reason, it has an intention, which is so important and was like literally the most that was like the key thing. When we when when me and you know well I say me just me to begin with when I had a conversation with myself <laughs> to begin with I was like right Kat, 
there has to be intention behind this. And then I started working with an amazing freelance girl called Cassie, who does a beautiful job of the Soul Sanctuary Instagram page. And, and yeah, and it's just grown from there and really blossomed. Well, it's given you, having the separate account has given you to go full in with the branding and look exactly matching and everything, hasn't it? So yeah, I and mean, I it think, looks beautiful. Yeah. Like the branding and everything looks spot on. You've done a great job of it all. I mean, and you know, but you know, it started as just Cat Meth and online yoga. And, mm. and I think that, you know, everyone, everyone does say, and it is true, first impressions count. But first impressions, though they count, if it doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. There, you know, every, how, how many brands do we know in this world that have changed their logo? There's like the biggest brands out there. And the first time you look at it, Instagram's a great one. The first yeah. time you look at it, everyone hates change. And they're like, oh, I hate the way the Instagram now works. Or I hate the new Instagram logo. I bet you not a single person could tell me what the old Instagram logo looked like or what the old layout of it was. So that just goes to show that we, ha we have to evolve. And so mm. the branding for Soul Sanctuary has evolved. It was Cat Method Online Yoga. I knew that I wanted it to be, to, to be bigger than just myself. I wanted it to be about community, about a space, about a feeling. And that didn't come from my name. That came from creating the brand, the Soul Sanctuary. Love it. Absolutely love that. Um, talk to me about like any marketing strategies that you've used, things like email marketing, like building your email list. What's been your experience of all of that? Now that I've got I say a bigger team, there's me and my PA who works um, part-time and then Cassie who now works three days a week. But now that Cassie's on board, we actually have regular emails because I was just in like, you know, when you're like, you know, when you're trying to wear all of hats, you have to prioritize. Yeah. And so for a while, obviously the practices, the editing, the uploading, that was always going to be the priority. The emails kind of came afterwards. Whereas now, and we really find that they work, like they're great. You know, if we send out a an email to the newsletter, we'll always get a few signups. Um, if even just for the members, you know, sending them regular emails, checking in with them, let them know that you're there, that you're listening. You know, mm -hmm. we sometimes, will, you know, we get asked for feedback as well. Like every yeah. single time I do a live, every single time, like we will do an, a new update on either the app or the website. I'll always say to people, please email us if you've got some constructive feedback. We want to know about it. We want to make the changes that, you, that you're that you asking for. Because if enough mm. people are noticing the same thing, then why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you make that shift? Um, but yeah, so Mark, sorry, I went on such a tangent. But yes. No, no, not at all. I mean, and, Instagram and Facebook were down yesterday, weren't they? So it just- What a joy. <laughs> but it just shows, doesn't it, how important your email list actually is. Mm. You know, you have to build, you have yep. to be on building your email list you like, do. what are you doing to build yours do you have any freebies that you have this is something this is part of our um this is part of our this quarter q4 kind of strategy is to actually put something in place where people are signing up because at the moment obviously we have i mean the the lucky thing with having a membership is that mm. once someone has signed up to your membership or even just your free trial that's your data capture right so yeah, yeah. when people cancel or anything like that, we we have them in the newsletter. So, nap, so yeah. when people sign up, that is how they get it. But we are going to start doing other ways, you know, other things to to um to build that. But at the moment, that is just 
the, e the easiest thing free trial mm. um they get set well it used to be that they got a seven day challenge but mm. when we launched the app the way that apple works um really interesting is that you have to have you have to give something for free so you have to have a free download mm. oh no no not a free oh, i can't remember how it works now but you have to give them something right you can't just kind of it can't be all I can't remember how it works. It's for certain types of apps. So obviously there are apps that you pay for straight off. But yeah. like, I think it's to do with like membership and things like that, Got because it. it's not yeah, a one-off yeah. payment. So we just gave people access to the whole app because ultimately, why wouldn't you? Because yeah. the more they love it, the more they see, the more they're gonna wanna stay. Um, yeah. I would always recommend if people are thinking, should I do an app or a website? I would always recommend do the website first. Mm. Yeah. Personal experience. Mm -hmm. they're much they're, they're they're cheaper they're quicker um yeah. but not just quicker in the build but quicker throughout its lifespan if you want to make a change on your website you can do that in a couple of days you can do that in a couple of hours if you've got a good tech guy you want to make a change on your app you have it to takes a while it, don't you you yeah. have to resubmit it to apple and wait for it to be approved again and um, it's more it's much more expensive mm, yeah um what about like your do you have the membership open all year round like do you have any kind of yeah. like do you have any like launch activity that you do to kind of push it at certain times of the year yeah so i you i for for a while i was doing open and closed doors hmm. um which for anyone that isn't sure it's basically you you kind of build up to this big kind of like launch day you keep the doors open for whatever period of time you want it it gives people a sense of urgency Hmm. Um, then they think, okay, I need to sign up before that date when you close the doors and you keep it closed for however long you want. I got to a point where I wanted the Soul Sanctuary personally, so the product and the service to be A, more accessible, um, but also more affordable. So I bought the price down earlier this year. So it's, it's much cheaper now. And because of the, the, pandemic because of obviously everyone being at home I opened the I'm, I think I must have opened the doors in maybe March last year and there was just no point in ever closing them it, it, it was just a continuous flow of people just people needing it I think as well it depends what like I say it depends what your product is how much as well how much do you need to how much energy do you need to put into like lives and things like that you know can you handle having thousands of members or would you prefer to have a couple of hundred members or even just 50 members but at a higher price point i wanted the soul sanctuary to be a product that anyone can really come to at any time in their lives and it has proven to be the best decision i ever made you know, it helps so many people. I, I, will, I will never close the doors to, unless I decide to, I don't know, become a farmer. But <laughs> unless, I, unless I decide to not do, you know, wellness, which I can't see happening, you know, that's the, I will only ever close those doors if the business closes. Um, it just, it's beautiful being able to invite new people in, but even with the doors open, you can't just assume that because they're open, people will join, doesn't work like that. So, you know, we had a massive launch around the app. So that brought in a lot of excitement. We had a big launch around um, doing our apparel. 
<laughs> um, we had um, a guest teacher come on board. I'm filming a new 10-day um, series, which will get people kind of doing the same things on the same day. And then it rolls back around to January again. And wow. January is always our biggest time. We go January. You're still pushing campaigns. You've still yes, got like, always. messaging that's coming through to kind of hype it up again and, and, and push it. Yeah, again. and the themes, remember? the th Because mm -hmm. we, you know, with a membership, depending on what you want to do, we have, um, you know, we have an annual membership where they pay for, the, pay for the year and they can't obviously cancel within that year. Or you have a rolling monthly contract. So sometimes we find like October, we've come into our theme is to fill, is fill the fear. So we've got a lot of inversions. We've got a lot of like leaning in, a lot of getting deeper, getting a bit intimate with kind of that emotion. And normally because of the physical, because people want to work on those inversions, you find that they're like, oh yeah, maybe I'll just join for the month of October. So having themes, so every single month, basically, we have a new, a new campaign. Every month, there's a new push. Yeah, and this is why your content is just so key, so essential. Yeah. Um, what would you say to those teachers who are, you know, perhaps they're at the very start of growing their community, they have a very small community, yeah. and they're thinking of launching a membership, but maybe they're holding back because they're like, well, I wasn't out there when, you know, the interweb started and you yeah. know, I've missed the boat or it's never, I'm never going to be able to do it now because I've got a small community. Like, what would you say to those teachers? I would say that no matter how small your community, it's still a community. So two people, two people is a community, right? Um, I would say if you can get yourself five to 10 members, that is enough for you to get testimonials, for you to ask about people's progress, to get feedback. Because ultimately, when we start a business, we need to, and especially a business where we're offering a service, our evolution comes from learning about what they liked what they didn't like so you know even if even if out of your 10 members one's your sister one's your mom that's two people that can still give you feedback and I just I would say that you know ultimately what you have to remember is that whether you've got whether you've got 10 members or 10,000 members on a membership dependent on office, of course, how you run it, but your work doesn't hugely change. Like, yes, if you've maybe got 10,000 members, you're gonna hire a couple of people and you might add things on, but you've got to remember, so at the start, there wasn't a Soul Sanctuary Instagram page. It was me filming pretty budget camera, not budget camera equipment, it's not budget at all, but <laughs> basic, no, but basic, not budget, basic camera equipment that I still use. I use the same equipment now, better microphones. I update my microphones all the time. Um, but it's still me on my yoga mat with my camera. I still do all the editing. I still do all the uploading. And that work hasn't changed from when I had five members to yeah. where I am now. So I think that it's really important for people to figure out, well, what would I like to, what financial gain would I like from this amount of work? Yeah. Okay. And then it, if it grows, great. But if it doesn't grow, you know that you're still covered for the amount of energy that you're putting in. And, tr mm. and have trust, really work from this place of abundance, sit with it, meditate on it, you know, visualize it, do your vision boards, talk to people, ask for support, you know, doing things like this with you 
hearing people's stories, you know, just have, sit with that self-belief, really lean into to manipura, sit, sit with yeah. those, sit with those chakras, sit, sit with those energies where you're like, okay, like, how can I challenge my confidence? How can I challenge my self-belief? Um, but yeah, I, I just go for it. I mean, look, obviously there is an initial investment. There is, but the biggest investment is the platform. The rest of it is your time and energy. And if you're doing what you love and you genuinely love it, then whether you're making 500 pounds a month or 5,000 pounds a month, you know, you should hopefully still be in a place where you're giving and therefore also loving. I think as well, when you're online, a lot of people feel like you don't get to receive and that you, you're only giving. And that is true to some extent, but your community is where you receive. So yes, you are a giver of energy. Naturally, it's you, it's your camera. Some days it's really mundane. Some days you're just like, I don't want to be sat on my laptop. I don't want to be sat in front of the camera. I just want to be with people. But then that's why you build the community. That's why you talk to them. I love that. And it really is trust, isn't it? It's yeah. just, if you're prepared to really show up, be consistent to keep going when it doesn't quite go to plan. Yeah. You know, yeah. And just move through your comfort zone and just keep going for it and showing up and all of that yeah. then is and trusting, just real having that belief, self-belief and trust that what you're doing, you're on the right path. Like you yeah. wouldn't be here. And I think it's very easy, now. you know, as as we all know, like you know, the world the online world is naturally it's a highlight reel not just Instagram, but everywhere where it's full of assumptions and judgments and comparisons. And, you know, I had, I, after, after that, you know, first foray into funnels and Facebook advertising, I had a real moment of what the earth am I doing? Like, mm. I, I don't, I don't think this is what I want. I, you know, I just, and I wanted to, I wanted to, I had moments of wanting to quit, but I didn't. And Oh my word, I am so glad that I didn't. I genuinely feel like not to not to show off, but I feel like I have the best job in the world. Yeah. I feel it. so lucky. And it's not luck because it's hard work, but it is also just I feel so blessed, is what yeah. I mean. I feel so blessed every day. Um, you know, I, I feel just filmed a practice before I came on here with you. After we chat, I've got to go and do some filming and I'm excited. Yeah. I, your, yeah. and your students are blessed to have you as well you know I hope, like, I hope they feel that way <laughs> and I know they <laughs> you know and I think oh yeah it's you know that's important as well you know I think you ultimately people come to you you have your own teacher don't you like you have yeah. your teachers who you really resonate with who you really love and so I think like the teachers out there are like well you know someone's already done this or there's already a hundred other memberships out there no yeah. no like you put your spin on it and it's your personality it, and I say this to people all the time I always get messages from people oh I want to become a yoga teacher but I feel like there's too many yeah there's a lot of us there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of people working in this in this place but no one else is you mm. right no, not a single other person someone could teach the exact same practice as you I mean think about it how many teachers out there are literally teaching Ashtanga primary series Mm. they're teaching the same sequence but they're not the same person they're not the same energy 
So, mm. you know, it, I, I would just always say like, no one is you, you are unique. And you have to remember, A, not everyone's gonna like you, but some people will love you. And some people that love you won't stay with you forever, but that's mm. part of growth, right? As, because you yeah. have to, I always bring it back to myself. So I'm like, you know, I'm never going to be sad if someone cancels their membership. All I feel is grateful that they even came and had a look Yeah. for as long as they did. I just feel how, how lucky, I, was, I keep saying lucky, but how honored am I that they even took the time to sign up and just have a go? Mm. How cool to be part of someone's journey. It's, yeah, it's special. Definitely. And I think right now this is this is what we've all been training for right yeah. you know people need us people need us yeah and that's and that's the thing you know to you all that are kind of thinking about it or maybe you've just started or maybe you're too scared you know if you were to step outside of yourself for a moment and think well there are actually some people out there that could really do with my my way showing with my guiding at the moment and that's mm. not you being egotistical. It's not you being big headed or whatever. It's you just being really honest. Yeah, definitely. So, Thank you yeah. so much for being here with me today, Kat, and sharing. You're everything. so welcome. Oh, I'm amazing. Thank you. Is there <laughs> anything else you want to share? Like what, what you got coming up? Anything that you want just, to share with yeah, me? Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, it's been a big year. Uh, the Soul Sanctuary, yeah, if anyone wants to come and check it out even if you just want to be nosy sign up for a month <laughs> sign up for a seven day free trial <laughs> yeah. you know even, <laughs> even if it's for even if it's just for the point of view of having a look around and seeing what goes on in a membership I'm, I'm more than happy to to share the love so yeah just come check us out and follow us on instagram um and we've obviously got our big month of january coming up so that's what i'm working on at the moment Oh, big, big times, but all exciting. I feel really buzzing with energy from this conversation, by the way. I'm really grateful for you having me here. Me too. Thank you. You're an absolute legend. Thank you so much, Beauty. You've been listening to the Yogipreneur podcast brought to you by Digital Yoga Academy, the leader in business and marketing education for yoga teachers worldwide. And if you loved what you learned today, please subscribe, rate, and give us a review. And remember that learning is nothing without taking action.